Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. You know, this is bizarre because I, I don't know if I feel comfortable talking about this or if I'm just encouraging bad behavior. Uh, but there's been lots of debate in regard to a uh, chair girl. This was the girl that uh, heaved the chair from the... I think it was 45th floor of a condo downtown Toronto, uh, was on video, had video of it, went viral and such. Very similar situation we've just had with uh, a scenario in um, where, where, I guess, a WestJet flight from Toronto to Jamaica. Uh, a passenger stood up on board and said he had just returned from the Wuhan province in China, which, of course, is ground zero for the coronavirus, and for everybody to stay away from him. And then, uh, you know, once that declaration is made, uh, the flight crew has certain protocol they've got to uh, adhere to, which basically involves getting the plane down and disrupting the 200 and some odd passengers that are on board. Uh, Chair girl going to be sentenced March 20th. Uh, Interesting piece in the conversation today that is saying, should we be blaming these people or should we be blaming society? Should we be blaming ourselves we have created this situation where it's all about likes and hits and whatever, and people just don't seem to really think beyond their initial action to put something uh, online. The guy from the plane, same sort of thing. He didn't really think it would cause this much of a commotion. He thought he'd get lots of hits and action online, but he didn't think there'd be any reaction on the plane. So uh, are we asking too much of our judicial system to make examples of these people when we're standing on the, you know, we might as well be standing at, at the bottom of the street yelling, throw the chair, throw the chair. Why don't you throw the chair, you idiot? Throw! Oh, I can't believe it. She threw the chair. How stupid is that? Maybe it's everyone who clicked onto this that should be sentenced in some way. All right, uh, to talk more about all of this, Heidi Matthews, author of the piece and assistant professor uh, at the Osgoode Hall Law School, York University. Uh, the, the piece is What Freud Tells Us About Chair Girl and Ourselves. Uh, and it's in the conversation. Heidi is with us now. Heidi, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Hi, thanks for having me. How much is society to blame for the chair girls or plain boys of the world? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. And I should say, um, I listened to your intro, and and I don't think you should think you're encouraging bad behavior just by wanting to have nuanced discussion about um, complex issues. (laughs) So I applaud you for wanting to have that discussion. I don't think that's something you should chide yourself for at all. You you know, I was was stunned watching the video. We had a global reporter uh, with the guy that was, you know, that that turned the plane around, the the guy that declared that he was uh, in China and not to go near him. He really didn't, at 28 years old, didn't really, he seemed to be surprised at, at the ramifications. He seemed to be surprised at the reaction. Does that surprise you? Uh, no, not really. I mean, honestly, most people go about their daily lives um, sort of blissfully unaware of the way in which the law regulates every aspect of that. And of course, at the extreme end, you've got the criminal law that comes in. Um, potentially to sanction behavior that that we might not as regular people or even realize as criminals. So that doesn't um, doesn't surprise me so much. Um, in terms of the question about uh, is society to blame? I mean, yeah, I think the 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 big 
sort of unspoken aspect of the chair girl or other um, you know viral questions of viral criminal activity um, the big the big unspoken thing the thing that that we're not willing to admit to ourselves is the role that we as users of social media, which is basically everybody of all age groups and generations now, actually plays in the generation of the news cycle. Um, and then also individuals' behavior. So so we want to punish chair girl. We want to throw, not we, I think I'm very against a harsh punishment here, but society at large has called for harsh punishment of Marcella Zoya, who we've come to call chair girl, because it will help ordinary people um, who have prurient interests in her appearance, who uh, who like, uh, you know, clicking on strange videos. It makes them feel better about their behavior. Mm. In other words, it allows them to suppress their deeper desires, both with respect to her sexuality, and that's the thing that makes her different from this coronavirus uh, flight guy. Mm. Um but also, also uh, the way in which ordinary people, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, want to have a little bit of fame um, and the wealth that they think goes along with that. And, you know, we can talk more about, about whether or not Chair Girl, as it were, actually gained materially anything from from her behavior. That's an open question as well. So with this judgment and the sentencing that's about to come down, it, 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 does the judge, I mean, is there a precedence that's going to be set here? Set here? Uh, yeah, there could be. I think um, the only way that I've seen this is something I'm working on right now, but it seems to me that the role of social media in crime thus far, um, in criminal sentencing, that is, has mostly been talked about with respect to um, organized crime and gang activity, and there are clear uh, racial and class components at work there as well. So, so... Um, so using somebody's post-offense social media behavior in order to aggravate um, the, their crime, in other words, to give them a more severe sentence, um, really would be something new. And I think it's something we'd want to worry about because the criminal justice system is meant to punish um, and not just punish, I, I should say, it's also meant to rehabilitate and those two goals are meant to stand together equally. But the system is meant to address itself to um, to the be, the crime itself, which in this case was throwing the chair off the condo and subsequently endangering life. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. So two issues um, here, yeah. obviously throwing the chair and the fact that somebody actually uh, recorded it and it mm-hmm. went viral. So there's there does that not change intent in some way? Well, so that's a great question. So so in this case, Zoya um, pled guilty. Okay. So so there was never any question right. about her intent to commit the crime, which is mischief endangering life. Right? So the question of her intent has never been on the table from a legal perspective. Um, but you're but you're quite right. Um, what the prosecution is trying to do is essentially smuggle in her intent through the back door as a question um, that should be decided by the judge. In other words, what the prosecution is doing is saying, look, all of her behavior after the offense, so posting various photos on Instagram, 
appearing in Drake's music video before she was mm. removed subsequently from it. Um, the prosecution is arguing that all of that should affect the way we view her initial offense, which was throwing the chair. And should it? Um, I think no, <laughs> not yeah, at all. Yeah. It's a way of having a mini trial at the stage of sentencing, mm. right? It's a way of asking us to consider um, her behavior, her after-the-fact behavior, which is not at all what makes up the crime she's, she was charged with and that she pled guilty to, right? So she's not been charged with a social media offense. It is not a crime right, right, <laughs> to go right. on Instagram and post photos of yourself. In fact, guess what? Everyone's doing it. But because <laughs> of the video, mm-hmm. people are demanding a higher price be paid. Yeah, and I think that that's wrong. Yeah, I think yeah. that that demonstrates an error in thinking about what actually happened. Boy, we're all uh, confused how t- technology affects our lives, blah, 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 whatever the situation. Here's a, here's a perfect example legally. I mean, my goodness, how, how, how do you change the way society views this? Is this about setting a precedence then? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think um, I was in the courtroom on Friday. I watched the submissions for about three hours. And I think what was, one of the things that really struck me was the way in which the Crown attorney in that case uh, was really heavily relying on the community interest um, in the outcome uh, in order to, to help her argue for a harsher sentence. Um, and part of what I try to do in the article that I wrote in the conversation um, was really to point out that the thing that explains our interest has to do with um, her age, class, and sexuality, um, and as well everyone else, everyone's you know internal desire for fame themselves. And so, what re- part of what really struck me when you look both in the mainstream media um, and also in sort of online commentary on Twitter, Reddit, or whatever, there's a huge amount of hate like really hateful vitriolic yeah. language and that's also something that i think we all you know myself included need to s- take a couple of steps back mm. and say okay why am i having the urge to call this woman you know uh a stupid blonde and you know some yeah. much more ugly language that i won't share on your program um so what can we learn from this experience yeah, <laughs> and it's, and unfortunately, I think the lesson that you've written about right here, I'm not sure we're going to learn anytime soon. No, I tend to agree with you, and yet I persist. <laughs> but um, my sense, you know, is again it, the the very most basic sort of takeaway here is when we're looking at a situation in the world, all of us, and we have a gut reaction, and the gut reaction says punish. We need to take a step back and say, why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel so vengeful towards somebody that I don't know anything about, mm. right? Um, and I think this is a particularly, particularly uh, distressing example of that, um, in particular because of the misogynistic language that's been used. Do these, do these sorts of cases draw attention to just how far this has gone? In other words, will this make society look at itself and say, well, geez, if we didn't give these people a platform, they wouldn't do these wacky things that they do. Maybe it is us. Maybe it is society that has to take a step back, not these people in front of the lens. Yeah, I mean, I want to be careful about... Um, you know, so I think the question of how we behave on social media is really important and how how easy it is for people to be quite um, vengeful and mean is one thing, right? Um, but I also want to be careful not to engage myself 
in the kind of shaming um, around this woman that has that has gone on. So so it would be very easy to say, okay, it's our fault um, that this crime and this person gets so much attention. Um, but that could lead us to think that, you know, it's wrong to post sexy pictures on Instagram. And I'm not sure that that's true either, right? Um, so, we, you know, basically the idea here is a plea to have a little bit more of a nuanced thought process around all of the aspects of this case. In particular, because for chair girl, in quotation marks, herself, it was really unclear that she would actually, quote-unquote, go viral. Hmm. And when you look at the number of Instagram followers she has, it's not actually that many. Like, it doesn't rival the Kim Kardashians of the world, right. despite the fact that that's what, what people are, you know, thinking. It's so she hasn't actually gained as much as we think. It's maybe just in our own minds. Uh, it's an interesting read, the conversation, what Freud tells us about Chair Girl and ourselves. Uh, Heidi Matthews has been with us, assistant professor, Osgood Hall Law School, York University. Uh, fascinating take on this. Thanks so much for the time, Heidi. Much appreciated. Thank you. This is the Scott Thompson Podcast, available on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast or wherever you get yours. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review so you don't miss a thing. I'm Scott Thompson, and thanks for listening.